welcome you guys. Welcome back, most of you. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Chloe Bellatori, and I am a communication and relationship expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. I have been doing this work for over a decade now, and I'm also over 20 years married myself. So everything I'm going to tell you, in addition to it being backed by scientific and psychological principles, I've also done myself. And that's actually how I found this work is over when I was at about the 10 year mark in my marriage, we started hitting some rocky spots and um, I found this work and it changed my life. And I definitely think doing this work saved my marriage. So um, when I saw the power of it, not just with me, cause I started out in a group like you guys um, with Dr. Pat, my mentor. Um, when I started Okay. When I started out, um, I was really shocked at the results that I saw. And in fact, a lot of you guys know that, um, you know, what I saw first were the results in a neighbor. Um, I saw a huge transformation in a neighbor who had gone from being broke and single to getting married and having a very successful career. So when I saw that, I was really um, excited about seeing, checking out this work and doing it myself. If it is your first time here, don't um, despair because sometimes if you don't understand stuff it's you're still sinking in when I first heard this work um, it was really hard for me to wrap my mind around and again if I hadn't seen the result I don't know if I would have really tried but um, since I did see a great result and I felt a resonance when I first came to Dr. Pat um I, I was compelled to continue with it. And I'm so glad that I did. Okay. So what is this? What is this work? What are we talking about? Pat Allen created a protocol known as ASR, androgynous semantic realignment. And Eric Byrne created a system known as transactional analysis, also known as TA. So I use tools from both of those modalities, and I also use tools that I've created myself because, again, I've been at this for a little while. Um, we'll get into exactly what transactional analysis is and what androgynous semantic realignment is um, as we start, as I start answering people's questions. Um, Basically, transactional analysis refers to the three ways to communicate. So Eric Byrne postulated that there are three ways to communicate, either bullying with intimidation and fear, which is the masculine, dystonic, manipulating or seducing with guilt and tears, which is the feminine dystonic, and negotiating with love, which is what I teach. Okay. Now there's many more aspects of transactional analysis, but those that's sort of just the basic framework. Now, 
um, androgynous semantic realignment. Androgynous semantic realignment is all about using language to bring your transactions, to bring your relationships into alignment. So androgynous semantic realignment basically says that if I start with a feeling, my partner responds with a thought. And if I start with a thought, my partner responds with a feeling. You don't always have to do these things, but they really help. These tools are really, really crucial in conflicts and awkward situations. Um, so I always ask my clients, which is more important to you to get your feelings cherished or to get your thoughts respected? Everybody wants both, but we have that protocol to navigate conflict. Okay. So one of the, when we're talking about relationships, one of the hallmarks of the most successful relationships are relationships that are balanced between feminine and masculine energy. And that brings, so in that scenario, the thoughts are masculine and the feelings are feminine. Okay. Um, again, all of us are both masculine and feminine, and this is not really my work, but all the tools I teach are based on this, but this has been established already by ancient Chinese philosophy of yin and yang, the studies done by, um, the Nobel prize winning biologist, Roger Sperry, who dissected the brains of newts. We know that all of us have a right side of the brain that is more feminine, that is passive, patient, vulnerable, that is the center of feelings, of creativity, of spirituality, of sexuality, sensuality, okay, nonlinear thought. And then we also have the left hemisphere of the brain, which is more single-minded. This is linear thought. This is logical thinking, competitive, conquering, controlling, taking care of, giving, nurturing, okay? Feminine's receiving, masculine's giving. Now, you can also call these things yin and yang. I don't want people to get hung up on, oh, well, she said feminine, but I'm a guy. Don't get hung up on that because it's really about energy. Now, often your energy does follow the organs that you were born with, but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes I have clients who try both sides, being in the masculine, try being in the feminine and see which one feels more authentic to them because that's really what it's about. Um, so that's what we look for when we are looking at dating, when we are looking at diffusing problems, is balancing these complementary energies. Um, one of the things that throws us out of balance, perhaps the most significant thing, is if we've had any kind of childhood trauma, right? And a lot of us know today, this wasn't as much common knowledge as it was when, as, uh, when I was a kid as it is now, um, but... What happens between the ages of zero to 12, which is Freud's work, what happens between the ages of zero to 12, have a, all those things have a greater valence or power impact on us because they happen during critical developmental windows. 
And so Freud said, you know, that's basically who you are happens between zero and 12, and then you spend the rest of your life trying to get over it. Now, we know since Freud's time that the brain actually can change, and we're not stuck in those patterns that we once thought were permanent. Um, but that change is often painful. Even change for the better is painful because the brain rewires itself on pain, not pleasure. And if you think about it, that's always when we are most open to change is when we've hit bottom or things are going wrong. Um, that's when we have the most potential to turn things around. Okay. So I help people a lot um, understanding the effects of their childhood trauma and often what happens from because often what happens from childhood trauma is we have to adopt coping strategies in order for us to remain attached to the people who own the refrigerator, right? But sometimes that's at the sacrifice of our authenticity. And so later in life, when we're still using those coping mechanisms, they end up not only recreating the unhappy scenarios of childhood, but sabotaging attempts to break out of those scenarios. So it really requires a lot of awareness to break these patterns. So I'll give it to Freud on that. It's not easy, but it is possible. And again, what we look for in our relationships and in especially in our relationship with ourselves is that consciousness that comes from the balance of feminine and masculine energy. And that is how Carl Jung defines consciousness is that balance between masculine and feminine energy. Okay, so my specialty is dating and relationships, but you can ask me questions really about anything because these tools travel anywhere. Um, they help with communication. They help with work situations. They help with family situations. So um, please feel free. This is my um, my one free event that I do every week. Um, and I love hearing from you guys and hearing your questions. And I also love hearing your updates. Um, that gives you, me, the rest of the group, a sense of continuity. And so those are also really valuable. Um, yes, Sophia. Yeah, thank you for holding this meeting. I um, was thinking about the dynamic of my first marriage. I'm almost divorced now, and I'm realizing that, like, I'm having this huge, like, almost, like, midlife crisis, but I'm not quite middle-aged yet. But <laughs> Quarter like, life. <laughs> yeah, quarter-life crisis where, like, I think, do I really want to be married again? I don't like living with somebody. I don't like being told what temperature my house has to be and like I don't like sharing a bed with somebody and having them kick me and steal my blankets all night and tell me what to do and I I don't know like if it's the difference between like I was married to a feminine man who wants me to like wait on him hand and foot and basically I was married to a narcissist and it's really tainting my view of marriage and like I'm honestly like I don't know if I want to do it again do you know if you have like any advice for somebody who came out of a, like a divorce to see like if they if a relationship is really for them or they're just hung up on like having a really bad marriage 
Well, right. I mean, you don't want to let the mistakes of the past ruin your future. So, you, you know, you had a bad marriage, you had a bad um, situation, you know, you weren't happy with, so you changed it and now you're learning more things. But, you know, certainly it doesn't mean that all future partners will be narcissists. So you have to kind of check yourself, you know, and and not let yourself kind of spiral into, well, the whole endeavor of marriage isn't worth it. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I grew up in 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 a household where my parents fought constantly and I actually wasn't really interested in getting married because I didn't see any positive models of marriage. Um, but then I met my husband and, you know, the way that he treated me in encouraged me and and kind of compelled me to get married um i will say there's a lid for every pot ultimately most people don't want to be alone um so you just want to be careful about extrapolating from that one relationship what's going to happen in the future now i'm glad you brought up that he's narcissistic because that's what these tools specifically look to expose um, and bring awareness to, because if you're, like I said before, we all want share our feelings cherished and we all want our thoughts respected. But if we come at somebody with both of those things at once, that's an act of narcissism. And so a narcissist is someone who's doing that all the time. They crowd out your voice completely right? You don't have a say on your feelings. They're taking up all the feelings and all the thoughts. So a lot of times people resist and they don't want to say which one is more important, but it's so important to understand that that's how you achieve that supportive languaging with your partner. That's how you negotiate with love in a relationship is by letting them have that, that either the thoughts or the feelings, right? And so you've already gone through an experience where you didn't have a voice. It sounds like he was controlling and he wanted you to wait on him hand and foot. So you were like kind of stuck with the raw end of both. Um, you know, so, you know, maybe you desens it might take a little while for you desensitize and maybe, you know, you start off, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, thinking about dating, but making new friends, right? And just making sure what I, it's not that you have to jump into a relationship right away, but I want to make sure that you don't get um, too isolated. So make sure, you know, you need connection. You still need, you know, one of the things the pandemic showed us is that we really desperately need other people, even if they annoy the shit out of us, right? <laughs> we still need people. We still, humans are not meant to exist alone in a vacuum. I mean, you know, if you don't touch or talk to human babies, they do become psychopaths. So this stuff has been studied. Um, and there's no shame in wanting to be in a relationship. That said, I completely understand that you're gun shy. So just make sure that you're going out, that you're meeting people, that you're making new friends. Now that you have this new rubric, now that you've met me, you have this group, you know, you'll have a spot to run some of these things by people, me, um, if you have questions and so you won't get into hopefully the same situation you did before or if you do 
you'll be able to walk out of it more easily. Does that make sense? Oh. Yeah, that uh, it makes sense. I'm, I'm testing out the waters. I'm asking my married friends, like, what, what it's like. And it sounds like it's a lot different. But I'm, like, kind of burnt out emotionally with dating. Like, sometimes, uh, like, I go to a singles ward in my church not because I'm like wanting to find somebody but when people come up and talk to me I'm like oh you know here we go uh -huh. again right but well, then again it's nice to get the attention yes there's a prize and a price tag for everything everything has an upside and a downside right every catastrophe has a silver lining and every success has a has a shadow so you know that's part of it is just kind of understanding that in life that, you know, there's the game is great, but there's always a cost to playing the game. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, that helps adjust your expectations a little bit. Right. The other mm -hmm. thing is, is that you can practice in those situations, practice some of these tools. I know you want to be in your feminine energy. So practice the listening, practice asking for help, practice leading with your feelings, practice what it means to respect a man who's worthy of respect. Um, and just doing those things, honestly, just taking steps to cherish your own feelings is going to start to change your energy. And that's kind of the beauty of this work is that once you start doing it, you begin to have a catharsis or an epiphany. And while it, sometimes it's ecstatic, a lot of times there's also pain involved in it as well. But as you start doing that, you come closer to touching your authentic self. And once you touch your authentic self, you never want to lose it. And that's always my goal with my clients is to get them there. So Sim just try to use these opportunities um, at the church thing because you, especially since it sounds like, you know, you're not that interested in people, use it as practice, you know, use it as practice just to pump up your feminine energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, the advice. I've been taking notes. <laughs> Otherwise, okay, I good. all the time. Good. Yeah. And I put in the chat, you guys, I've written three books about this work. I'm now working on my fourth. Um, so the first book, How to Live, is really the handbook about this work. And you can look in there and you can kind of like use that as a guide as you're trying to do this work and, and, and experimenting with things. Um, some of you know, I also teach this work a few times a year so that I put... The link for my module packages in that in there probably won't be starting but this year but pretty early in next year if you want to sign up for that um and then of course i also post instagram there's my website i have a lot of collateral on there i've been quoted in a lot of magazines appearances etc okay kiara oops hello Hi. Okay. Hi. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How can I help you? <sighs> okay. So basically, you know, um, I told you last week that my main like socialization right now is like the dog park. Yes. And I'm meeting a lot of people there. Like I've made 
you know, like, you know, associates there made a couple friends, you know, like, uh, gr- like girlfriends, like platonic friends and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I haven't really started like, you know, communicating with people too much. Um, there's not anyone that's like caught my eye that I would, you know, like you said, ask for help or ask, you know, what kind of dog or right. something like that. Um, so I got back on dating sites and I told myself, oh, I would never go back again. But um, I, you know, of course, I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I'm not right. really going anywhere else. And then you get into that mode where you're just like, uh, what if it can't happen for me on on here because it happened to someone else, you know? Um, So it's not going well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have gone to one site, tried two months, nothing came out of it. Um, so now my didn't, you didn't even like meet anybody or anything. Exactly. Okay. Nothing like that. Um, nothing. And this is like way different. Like, um, I'm in my late twenties, so I don't know if it's because I'm getting like older and people are just like not paying me attention anymore. But at least like when I did it before, I would like at least go on dates or whatever. Now it's just like it's hard even getting matches. It's hard to get good, you know, conversations rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, the even the um stock of people I feel like are going down as I get older, um, and the people who are single or older on there are not like, I would say a lot of people, not all, but a lot of people are like, it's just they're just not good. You're not thinking it's slim pickings, right? Exactly, exactly. And so I'm not wait, which it. one are you on? Because yeah, so first I was on Bumble, okay, um, and then I got banned from Hinge because I kept deleting it, and I every time I would like delete it, I would like um put fake pictures because I don't want my pictures up there. So they del- they deleted me for having a fake profile. Oh, so I'm, okay. I'm banned from Hinge. So I'm on Tinder now, which I know is a lot like. The, supposed to be like the hookup site yeah but i know a couple of people that have like gotten serious relationships out of there and i've actually okay. had success success there years ago like you know dating someone um so that's pretty much how i ended up back on there okay um and so yeah so fast forward my question really is it's just like I, I, like i feel like since i've been on i've been more what's the word like I've been more discouraged than you know than yeah. when I wasn't on because you know like I'm seeing how what's out there even though it's just what's out there on a dating site yeah but I'm still seeing what's out there in a way and I I'm even seeing people I've seen from years ago on the site like oh my god we're both here still <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> for real a few people um, and then so I'm just like more discouraged. So when you talk about cherishing your feelings, which is, you know, I want to be in the feminine energy. Yeah. I'm like, should I cherish my feelings and not be on the dating sites anymore because it doesn't feel good. But right. then my masculine brain is going, well, you're only going to the dog park right now. You're not working right now because I'm on disability TMI, but um, I'm not working right now. I have a job, but, you know, I'm just not. Right. And even at, even at my job, it's I, you know, didn't meet anyone or haven't met anyone. Um, so, you know, I'm looking at the statistics. Me and my friend are talking about it. We're seeing that people meet through mutual friends or they meet 
through, um, you know, like someone from their past or online dating is, it's not even that high up as I thought. But anyways, I'm just really discouraged right now. And I'm kind of like, what should I do about right. the pool? Like, where, where do I go at this point? Okay. So a couple things. So usually just FYI for you guys, like in my experience, the top apps are, um, Bumble, Hinge, and Match in terms of like what my clients use and what is successful for them. Okay. Um, but that said, I mean, sometimes the online stuff can get really like mind numbing and really discouraging because yeah. you're dealing with an algorithm, you're checking boxes. Yep. In general, humans aren't the best at predicting what's going to make them happy. And so it does tend to be a lot of energy yes. for low return. And so if yes. you're only going to do, I mean, even a matchmaker is better than an algorithm, really. You know, mm. a matchmaker is human. Um, so if you're going to just do one thing, amp up your in-person things. You know, okay. so just going to the dog park now, maybe pick a couple other spots to hit, you know, maybe, you know, there's something else you can do in person or just get out more. Maybe there's a coffee shop you can go to right to out more a little bit in person. And again, that is going to be easier for you in person to amp up your femininity than it is yeah. going to be on an app, you know? Yeah. And I'm. And I don't know what you think, but like your opinion, obviously I'm not, I'll make, you know, decision for myself, but like, should I, would you recommend cherishing my feelings in the situation and not being on the apps um, because it's making me feel so burnt yeah, out? Take yeah. Take yeah, take a break. Absolutely. Take a break. Take a break. You know, I mean, right. Of course, then you can decide that, but um, yeah, this, you're not alone. And in fact, yeah. I mean, Lee's raising his hand. I know Lee had the same experience and stopped on the apps altogether for, for I don't know, over a year. Right, Lee? Oh, yeah. Is that what you were going to say? No. Hi there. No, I don't. I, 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 it's, it's, I have not been on the dating apps. Uh, I was on eHarmony for a little while, but no, that, that I just raised my hand when it's my turn to share. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I just and remember I, you had that similar experience. And I took a break for a long time. I haven't been on, and I guess in a year, um, or maybe a little less than a year, but I hadn't been on in a while. And that was like my thing. I was always, always on them. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I would never go on again. And then I dated someone that was like a mutual friend. Well, they were uh, my mom's um my mom's best friend's son <laughs> I know it's for years um but yeah so anyway so that was like my last dating experience um that happened and then since then which it was ended in March since then it's been like focus on myself because I'm you know I'm on disability and focusing right. on now getting back on there and it's like so another thing you said was about something else so I'm starting to get back you know into life i guess so i am going to be doing something in person i'm doing like an acting class and that's coming up in November. oh that's gonna be good thank you so i'm i'm looking forward to that but yeah i think that like my energy is just really bad right now because not bad but my energy is like feeling really i'm not optimistic about it because of how the dating apps are making me feel yeah so yeah 
I think the best thing right now is like, like you said, to just, you know, pick another spot, continue to do stuff, things in person and just cherish my feelings right now. Not yeah. Feeling and the, this, the side effect of cherishing your feelings is going to be shifting your energy. So you may find mm. that you are meeting new and different people just from that alone you know it's not all scientific well if i hammer all these apps as for as long as possible then i'll you know it's it's not always like that you know there's a lot of magic involved so yeah if you're not feeling it take a break then you can always go back and you can supplement but i don't like people only doing the apps yeah and it's taking so much energy out of you where yeah you're like okay am i focusing for me i'm like am i focusing on practicing other stuff in real life or am I just like putting all my energy and then being depleted like you said with no return right you know yeah like so anyways I'll let someone else go I that was very helpful I really appreciate it okay you're welcome yeah I mean that's the other thing because when you're on the apps too it's like then you once you do finally match with someone then you've got to get into them then you've got to then you're chatting for a while then you got to move it off the apps exactly tend to be more time consuming yeah can i say one more thing chloe yes yes um the other thing i would the other thing too is just like i guess like in a way i kind of resent i I become resentful to be honest with you and i don't know if other people can relate to this because i see other people getting on the app and finding their person they've been with for like like i have no one's the one that's been on tinder they went on literally the next day after they broke up with somebody and they're like oh i just want to hook up but then the person they went with end up being someone they've been with now for four years right and I, I see other people like it seems so easy for other people sometimes I resent like oh my god I have to do all this work but I like you know like we were saying last week like don't hate the player hate the game yeah so it's like I mean I there's no that's... real comparison you know you never can see somebody's whole picture you don't know if that relationship's gonna work out you don't know if you'd be happy with that person you don't know if your standards are different you know there's so many variables that to compare your situation yeah. it's not acknowledging the HP what's that the higher Sorry. power Weren't you in oh, an addiction yeah. program? That's why I brought that up. Because I thought, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know what H. I didn't know what H. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, and I totally, yeah, higher power. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, um, you know, I totally agree with that, and that's why I feel like my energy has just been effed up since these abs, and I've been feeling like you said, like it's not a machine. Like there's more to it because I'm like, okay, if I go through everything and then it keeps saying go global go global and i'm like oh god i've gone right. through everybody in the <laughs> all of california like i can't do i can't do any more you know right than that so, i mean the only anyways. other thing i would say is that you know it's also normal to be discouraged and there's going to be discouraging moments even if you're in a relationship and so yeah try not to extrapolate too much from that from those moments like in those moments don't start make drawing conclude big conclusions you know that's kind of how i've been doing i'm like i've been getting very like ooh, like this is just not gonna happen for you but i know when it's like that then maybe i do need to like change my um because i was not feeling this discouraged until i got back on the apps you know so yeah it's definitely time for me to like change up the the route here yeah but anyway something that you're gonna like anyways you know is exactly like doing things that are like-minded that other yeah like going enjoy. on a hike with sierra club or you know something you know something again to amp up something you'll enjoy something that will make you feel good 
Yeah. And I'm, do you have any tips for, um, like meeting if I do like for the acting class, like being in the feminine energy, meeting new people, if someone does catch my eye or yeah. open something, yeah, give them the eye contact and the smile, you know, see if it's reciprocated. Um, the great thing about the acting classes, you guys are going to be trying uh, improv is also really good for meeting people because you guys, yeah, it's, it's improv actually. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. Cause then you're going to be, acting. yeah, you're going to be like bonding. You're going to be feeling close. That makes you, that forces you to be vulnerable and also make decisions. So I think some things are, you know, I think some sparks could fly from that for sure. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for the encouragement. You're welcome. I look forward to hearing how that goes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lee. Okay. Hi there. Hi. Hey. Hey. Um, I just have an update for you. Yes. And also wanted to, to comment I on last week's meeting. I'm sorry I missed it. Um, but I did uh, get to listen to it um over youtube and so i wanted to touch on that and but i also wanted to update you on a few things so okay uh, first i think the first and the fastest thing is last week's meeting uh i wanted to commend you chloe i think you handled it very well there was brett brett was expressing some frustrations that he had had i think his name was brett yeah and um I just, he's not here tonight, but I hope he, maybe he'll listen and, and find this recording and it'll help him. I just wanted to lift him up and tell him I know how he feels and that uh, um, he had said he was, he kept saying that Yang is tired and there was discussion about dystonics and and going in circles. And, and I just wanted to encourage him to take a break from dating and that... Uh, to, if he can practice discernment as he meets these people as the man, I wanted to encourage him to, to say, you know what? Um, if either, either a woman says yes, or she says no, and in an ambivalent manner, and if she's ambivalent, I was just going to tell him just, just to avoid those prospects. There are prize, there are wonderful women out there and, you know, if he can develop the discernment when he's got a train wreck, when he's got, you know, uh, to just move on as soon as possible is was right. what I, I did want to preface that I am not a psychotherapist. I did, <laughs> I did not study at Princeton. I am not a relationship coach, but I have a lot of years being single my entire life as a single man. Yeah, you're a good person to, to mm -hmm. advise because you've kind of been in that same spot and come out the other side. Yes, and I wish I was there last week. I'm sorry I wasn't there to lift him up, but no worries. I know I know what he, the frustration is, and you know I just wanted to tell him, you know, you'll get really good at qualifying a woman before, even possibly before the first date, or at least certainly after one date. It's very telling. Yeah. So it's not a enhance, painless process, but it yeah. is not. But he can enhance his power of observation. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And no, he needs to know what he wants in a woman and what he will and will not stand for. And he needs yeah. to, you know, and that's, it's, it really, and it will come with time. So, but he's not, 
my hope is he'll hear this and that it helps him and that, you know, because I know the frustration that he's going right. through. Um, okay. So what's your question um, for me? So my updates. So I have, I had, it was a couple of weeks ago. I had a date uh, with a gal. She qualified for the first date because we'd met three times at karaoke and she smiled and was flirtatious and fun. We went out on this date and is this a brand new person that you haven't mentioned before? Uh, this was a person that I've met in the karaoke groups. Okay. Um, I don't think I've mentioned her. Okay. We, we met for drinks and a bite to eat. And uh, um, after about an hour and a half, it felt like I was carrying the most heavy luggage on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was unbearable. Uh, it was a, there, it was like brick wall. It was like, and so she wanted to go, I mean, the plan was to go sing some karaoke, but then she didn't want to do that for some reason. And so, um, I, I quickly waned interest very quickly mm -hmm. and I just, I had to excuse myself at the end of the date and just said, you know, good luck. Thank you. But I don't think this is working. And so I, um, uh, it didn't, it didn't go well. Um, but I mean, nothing negative, nothing, nothing bad happened in terms right. of, you know, being around her, but it just didn't go downhill. But however, the next week I went to another karaoke venue and you may recall me sharing one of my previous dates with, I dubbed the woman. Yes. Uh, yes. Her name yes. is Trainwreck as well. Yes. I've dubbed this one gal train wreck who I, who spent eight weeks of texting and then we went out and she got drunk on me. Right. She got wasted on the day. She got wasted. And, and I just decided I wasn't going to fool with that. Well, I went to another karaoke event and um, I was there by myself. I did see a couple of friends, but guess who lumbers up to me? <laughs> <laughs> it was train wreck. Yeah. She, she was there. And she had this silly, awkward smile, like, what do I, hi, I wanted, she was wanting to be geeky, in a geeky way, kind of smiling. And I was like, oh, hi. I didn't use the word train wreck. I called her by her name, but I, I said, oh, hi, train wreck. Right. And uh, she kind of, and I just waved and acknowledged her in a nice way. And I turned and walked away and um uh, and uh, talked to a few more people. And um, a few days ago, she text messages me and said uh, how happy she was to see me singing at karaoke and that every time she sees me, she, it makes her smile. It was extremely. Wow. Nice. That's so sweet. She likes <laughs> you. She's yeah, got problems, but nice. she likes you. She's got problems, but she likes me. And, you know, I, I for other various reasons, I really needed that shot in the arm, but I don't know. I said, you know, well, maybe I'll see you again sometime, you know, you know, but, okay. but point is what I really wanted to share with you to close this is um, one of your recent YouTube short videos was uh, talking about 60 to 70% of the qualities. Right. If you get 60 or 70% of what you want out of, in a relationship, you're like ahead of the game. Absolutely. So what I wanted to share with you is what that inspired me to do was um, 
there, there are about 26 qualities, 26, I have them listed, qualities that I find very attractive and hopeful in a, in a person. And so what I did was I took a calculator and I said, well, I'm not going to have any list them necessarily as deal breakers, but, you know, I, I, I said, if I could just get say 60 to 70% of those qualities. So I took some of these people I've met mm -hmm. over the last few months and also over the last 20 years, mm -hmm. 12 years ago, I was engaged to be married. I listed her. There was a young lady I met a few years ago on eHarmony. I listed her. There was a gal I met 20 years ago who I dated off and on for 10 years. I listed her. And I honestly listed, I ranked these qualities and to see what the percentile would be. I was blown away. The, the woman I was engaged to had 85% of them. So and why the, didn't that work out? What happened the there? And the girl from eHarmony had 88%. And the girl I met 20 years ago had 77%. But the people I've been meeting recently, 56%, 50, less than 50, mostly less. Most of these people are like 40. Right. 40, we have to get them over 50%. And it, and so, right, right, right. Six, I'm trying to get to 60 to 70. Okay. But the thing that's so great about this, Chloe, is by looking back on the past relationships that didn't work, it's showing me how to find the value in these. It's in, it's showing me that these, these diamonds in the rough do exist. Yeah. And, you know, and to know them when they show up. And, and so it's, you know, it's, I feel it, it breaks my heart that I lost a couple of really great ladies. I, the reasons are complicated to explain, okay. but, um, and personal, but it's helping me to see the value in these relationships as I get to know people. And I will say this time, I don't care how short of a window she has. There's no greater window than time itself that, you know, this whole speed dating is a joke. Come on. There's the probabilities of a magic spark from a speed date are so slim. Mm. Nothing beats long-term knowing someone for a year, then asking them out or getting to know them. Because most of these people I knew for a more time, I mean, I, it varies, it varies, but the qualities show emerge as time passes. And by seeing the data, just looking at the data, it helps me, Chloe, it really did that if I can Good. get 70%, it gives me a lot of hope. Well, I also want to reflect back to you a couple things from what you've shared. First of all, like I really see you amping up your masculinity because a woman reached out to you and said, your presence makes her feel good. Okay. That's a success for you. And asking these girls out, even if it doesn't go well, is a success for you. Right. That was partly what I was trying to explain yeah. to Brad. Um, and analyzing this stuff is also right that's something you did it's something mental it's something masculine that's another success for you so it, you may not see you know you may not have met your exact person yet but you're building wins so i want you to celebrate those wins too 
right? Because we can't control if somebody's going to say yes or no or whatever. But the reward is the. Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, the I want you to reward yourself for trying because that's the victory. It is. And I don't know why I didn't think to take this list of 26 qualities. And you know what I was doing before? If it hadn't been for you, Chloe, I wouldn't have figured it out. What I was doing is I took the 26 qualities and I said, well, what are my top 10 qualities? But the truth is what I should have done is taken the 26 qualities and said, let me get 60 to 70 percent of those qualities. Well, now, you know, I mean, people are more knowing. I literally took a spreadsheet and I did the math and I'm like, wow. These now I see why those relationships felt so good and lasted so long, mm-hmm. you know, because we're talking two women above 85%. That's amazing. It is amazing. And it's, but I had to learn this. Hard yeah. lesson, you know, I had to learn it. I've had to deal with the grief of losing a really good person because I, I didn't have the courage. I, I wasn't able to be the provider at the well, time. I couldn't give her what she wanted, you know? Yeah. And I was wrestling with my own. Yeah, well, we're all, you know, flawed uh, human beings. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. It's been a, it's fine. I just want to, I just want to, the next person. Uh, I think uh, Sophia has her hand raised, but, um, but thank you so much. Listen, it's, it's, it really has helped me to see the, the value of a person. I can walk into any nightclub now or any social setting and i'm just going to tell you the first five minutes the first hour is bullshit <laughs> it's a sniff test right and there's no reason to be nervous or anxious or anything a first hour is a joke you should give a year a try or 10 years because that's where the magic is well i just want to make sure that you're giving yourself credit because you know i know you're frustrated things you know time gone by missed opportunities but some people don't even get it until their deathbed and some people not even then. So you're ahead of the game. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And you're welcome. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you. Yep, you bet. Okay. Sophia, where are you? There you are. Hey, so I was listening to what everybody has had to say. Um, I really related to what Kiara said about (laughs) dating apps. I deleted my dating apps like two years ago because I just realized like I'm not going to get what I'm looking for on there. Um, And in person too, like honestly, in person too, I like found out that like, I don't know, like I good men just disappear. I don't know what happened. And like, I, I really relate to like the, like the older you get, the less, seemingly like good men are out there and like I've been feeling this way honestly since I was like 21 oh my gosh I need to hurry up and get married well I got married <laughs> to the wrong guy and now yeah, I'm I mean I don't know if that's necessarily true I think that when you're younger there's a different energy everybody has more energy right yeah. and everybody's kind of like got that excitement of of new experiences and so there can be more activity when you're younger but i don't know that there's necessarily if you miss your chance when you're younger you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. i know i have actually a number of clients i've been thinking about this recently because i have a number of clients who were the girls that always had a boyfriend but somehow have gotten to 40 or 50 without anybody permanent or not 
nobody's mm. permanent. I mean, every relationship ends, um, you know, either with death or divorce or something. But, um, you know, they're like, what's happening? I always had a boyfriend and now I'm going to miss my window to have kids because it's just not lining up. So it's, it, it, you know, again, be mindful of extrapolating too many doom um, scenarios. But go ahead. Did you have a, another question? Oh, yeah. I was kind of trying to like, I man, I, I'm learning how to navigate my fear of missing out. Like, I, I do have one kid, but I've always pictured myself having, like, a big family. And now I'm kind of, like, questioning now. I don't want five. You know, like, that was originally my plan. But I want at least two. Okay. And I'm only 24. But I do know that sometimes, like, what I'm looking for may be, you know, generally good men. I don't know. I feel like when you're getting older, like, I think the men get better sometimes yeah I mean sometimes you need somebody who's been through some stuff you know yeah like I don't want a party animal I want a stable man who will be willing to be a stepfather and potentially want you are so young you Mm. really are I mean 24 is really young and I like I just want to reflect that to you because you know, I actually have clients starting from teenage to women in their 80s. So I have a huge wow. range. But 80s. Oh, my gosh. I, I know. I isn't it crazy? I have had a 80s. huge <laughs> success story with a woman who just turned 80. Um, and she's in the best relationship she's ever been in. Because if you do this work, you keep leveling up. Yeah. So, you know, don't get too bogged down by statistics or whatnot you know you're finding this work really early a lot of people don't find me as young as you are some a couple some people younger but um you know I I think there's every reason to be optimistic and you know like I said before even if in your dark moments you can't be optimistic at least you can acknowledge you don't know what's going to happen because everything's not under your control you can't see everything right there's yeah. that higher power thing again. 20, yeah. No, 28's not getting up there, Kiara. That is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I have to remind myself of the negative voice. Like, my mother said this. Like, my mother was divorced when she was, I don't know, she was younger than 31. Um, She got married when she was 31 to uh, my father. And she always used to say this when I was growing up, like, the older you get, the less options. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, even when I was, like, 19, I was like, everybody's, like, popping around getting engaged and stuff. And, like, I don't know if that's just the area that I was living in or whatever. But Yeah, do you come from a smaller to... town? What's your No, uh, I lived in Colorado Springs, and I went to a college, uh, the Air Force Academy. So, like, everybody was from, like, Oh, everywhere. right. In the military, people get married very young. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that's what's called the epi scripting. And we talk more about this in my module classes. Um, but, you know, the scripting is the is this are the survival conclusions that you have that are based on your childhood trauma and your childhood uh, coping mechanisms. And then there's the epi scripting, which is the which are the messages from society and from, you know, other kind of people, you know, the culture and some of those epi scripting um 
messages are sometimes even more tenacious than your personal scripting because they seem to be accepted as truths by people around you. So, you know, I just, you're, you're good. You don't have to, you're not running out of opportunities. Yeah. I just have to remind myself that like, ah, like stop the gas pedal. You don't need to jump into another marriage. Let's get your divorce decree first. And like, I'm just like, I'm happy being single. I've discovered myself in like ways that like, I would have never, if I had to like entertain a man. Right. So good. So use this time, you know, use this, you know, sometimes we can get a man to cherish our feelings first, but sometimes we got to cherish our feelings for ourselves, even in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So use this time to do that. And yeah, I wouldn't, you know, again, a lot of things aren't under our control. You know, you can just put your best foot forward and then hope for the best. That's all we can do, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's why it's important to understand that there's that higher power. Um, Kiara. Yeah, I wanted to ask your opinion on um, some advice that I've gotten from people would be like, oh, do nothing. Like, don't try at all. Just um, just just kind of let it happen. What is your take on the whole do nothing approach or just, I guess, focus on focus on yourself is one thing. But they'll say, like, don't try dating apps. Don't try to, you know, go and join this or that. Just I think like- that's really bad advice. OK. <laughs> I mean, we had somebody who was here who was like, yeah, I want to meet somebody. But he was like literally doing nothing. He was just like being in his garden, you know. Yeah. It's like nobody's going to know that, you know, John in his garden wants to meet somebody. You know? I guess I'm kind of like res- still need to. I probably need to stop comparing because I had a friend who same freaking thing. Another friend who literally was like F love, all this stuff. And then next thing you know. <laughs> she's in a relationship she literally d- didn't do anything and i'm like how why why is it always so well, easy for some people right i mean again you know just cherishing your feelings and doing some of these things changes your energy and when you change your energy sometimes you'll notice certain things falling into place and other things falling away that's so true nothing's ever a waste you know, so the more you can bring yourself into balance and pump up your femininity and yeah, do things, even if you don't meet somebody that's still sending that message out to the universe, that's still sending out that energy that I'm, I'm ready to meet somebody I'm available. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Wendy, last one. Hi, yeah. Hi, Wendy. I just wanted to ask again about um, if someone stops communicating, do I always, under all circumstances, just be quiet? If I was the last one to say something and he hasn't responded, this is on the apps, do I always just shut up and just wait? Um, you know, what I say is he's got eight weeks. Has it been eight weeks? No. 
Okay. So let's wait eight weeks and see what happens. Why do I say eight weeks? Because eight weeks is the rumination period that people average of rumination between the heart and the head. And I think it was late. We've had examples of the eight weeks really showing up strongly. So he may be ruminating whether or not he wants to respond. So let's give him eight weeks. If he doesn't respond after eight weeks, I'll help you with crafting something if you still want to reach out to him. Okay. Okay. Quick question about that. I mean, to me, like we train people how to treat us. I, I don't quite understand. I mean, I'm willing to do it. I just don't quite understand. To me, that seems like very disrespectful, I, regardless of how long it supposedly takes. I mean, you just don't do that to anyone. What? Eight weeks? But you guys are just on a dating app. You don't, you're not even in a relationship yet, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it was the, it was left open, like, you know, maybe we'll meet and I mean it's just rude to leave a conversation without hey it was lovely to meet you I think we're not the right match I always say that I never just leave someone right hanging so if you if I set that um you know precedence with someone where I'm willing to take them back after eight weeks isn't that kind of like set training someone to treat you poorly well nobody said there was you didn't have them in the first place so there's no taking him back you guys are just talking. So he's not obligated. There's no obligation. Now, the fact that he didn't respond quickly, that could be a sign that maybe he's not so quick with the responses. Maybe there is something there. I don't know. But he's just at this point, he's just a stranger on an app. Right. You haven't even met in person. So, you know, we can't really have too many expectations. I mean, he suggested that we do. Okay, well, let's just wait and see if he pulls it together or not. It's not yeah. like you're, it's not like you're, you know, if he takes his time, that's okay. But yeah, after a certain amount of time, it's too long. That's why, that's why eight weeks is a, is a period of time that's literally been studied by psychologists. Here, I'll put it in the chat. Um, In a book called, oops. It's called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Um, and he goes into why that is. But, you know, basically that that has been the studied period of time between the heart and the head um, for rumination. Wait, what do you say, Lee? Eight weeks to the day? Eight I weeks like, for him to ruminate between his heart and his head. No, I was looking at what Lee wrote. So mm -hmm. what did Lee write? It was eight weeks to the day that I got the text from the train wreck about setting up the first date. Yes, I remember. That was what it was. That was what it was. Yeah, but yeah. she's not treating you well. Well, it's very early days. Yeah, okay. 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 Um. Did you have another quick question, Kiara? Or are you good? No, sorry. Okay. 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 Did you have a quick question, Lee? Because I'm going to wrap it up. Yes, very quick. It's time okay. to wrap up. I, I was just trying to clarify the situation that had happened with, I'll just use train wreck. What happened was I, I met this lady, this gal at a karaoke event 
And she immediately, you know, the smile exchange thing happened, the, the glance and smile. And that, I, that was the, she wouldn't go away after that. She wanted my number. We, we traded numbers. And for eight weeks, we texted. And it was eight weeks to the day. That I kept, I kept trying to get a date. Let's do it. Let's, she was ruminating for eight weeks via text, no phone calls, eight weeks to the day before she said, let's go out this, let's go out this way. And I was able to confirm a, a date after eight weeks of texting. So there's something true to that. That's all I was trying to clarify. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I've so, seen it happen so many times. She so was ruminating, not me. I was ready way before that, but she, it took her, it just took her eight weeks before she turned around. Yeah. But thank you. Okay. Thanks, Lee. Okay, you guys, um, I'm going to wrap it up now. I will put in the chat one more time my credentials so that if you guys do want, if you have a need during the week or whatever, you can reach out to me, ask a quick question. If I can answer it, I will. If not, we can set up a session. I work with men. I work with women. I work with couples. I work with teenagers. Um, you can also sign up for the module packages. I'm going to do a few more meetups this year, basically up until Thanksgiving. Then I'm going to take a break. Um, but you, like I said, the, those are the ways that you guys can um, reach out to me. And I do my best to be available to my clients when they, when they need. So, um, because that tends to be the most efficient, both economically and energetically effort wise. Okay, I will. Uh, thanks for coming and I will see you guys soon. Oh, where can we watch these meetings? Okay, so all of these are being recorded. Um, you can find them on YouTube. So my YouTube is here. It's Chloe Ballatory 7702, but you could probably just search my name. And then also on wherever you get your podcasts, you can search um, for that. But I also put the link for Apple Podcasts. But wherever you get the podcast, you can find um, Chloe with Love. And then you can always, if you're ever, can, like, if you're ever like, where do I find this or that? Usually everything is on my website. And my IG has a lot of resources as well. Um, so my website, Chloe's Consciousness Training .com, And my IG is chloe's underscore consciousness underscore training okay i look forward to talking to you guys soon have a good night